it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please download, rate, review, and share. Also, join our fan community on Instagram at all.pacers or Twitter at all underscore pacers. Well, and Twitter. You don't have to choose. Right. You can do both. Yeah. But hey, we've got daily news and content on both of those places for you. Uh, right now, currently, there is a little bit of a contest sort of thing, a giveaway going on on Twitter. If you just follow and interact with some of our tweets, you'll be entered to win some cool prizes from all of us here at All Pacers. So make sure you go and do that. I'm having a lot of fun interacting with all our fans on there. It's great. Yeah, um, it's off to a great start so far. We're excited to keep growing and um, get some breaking news. Wait, soon. is our Twitter not run by a bot? Oh, it, it's not. Oh, I thought that's how you did Twitter. <laughs> you made a bot, and then they did the tweets. That's not a bad idea. That'd be good technology to invest in. Yeah. Well, what if we got a bot to control me as I tweet? Like a puppet master, kind of? Yeah, or a bot can control me as I build a bot to tweet. Okay, yeah, This. Well, I'll put Austin in charge of all this. Let's just let Austin <sighs> run with <Damn> this. <laughs> My favorite things are the people who make bots like watch hundreds of speeches of like public figures. Oh, I do like those. And then they make them generate a speech. Yes, those are always good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bots are fun. Uh, that's the voice of our producer, Breezy. Breezy, uh, you have a stat of the day for us today? Yeah, it should be noted. I'm not the producer anymore. <laughs> I am definitely not. No, no, he's the producer. <laughs> I no, you to you are a producer, right? I am a producer. So technically, you're the producer, okay. Breezy. <laughs> so should my name just be Producer Breezy? Producer Combs. Okay. Well, yeah. To producer promote Combs. you, we call you Breezy. Hey, you know what I say, producer? I hardly know her. <laughs> Anyways, I do have a stat of the day. I got on Basketball Reference just now, and as you know, if you've ever been on the site, there will be players pop up on the front. The first one I saw was Mark Jackson. I said, oh, he played for the Pacers. I was about to click him, but then I looked down from his face, and there was Monte Ellis's face, <laughs> and the last jersey he's in is a Pacers jersey. So I was like, uh-huh. we're going to have a Monte Ellis stat of the day. And current Pacer, Monte Ellis. And he truly lives up to the mantra, once a Pacer, yep. always a Pacer. That's true. If you're still on the payroll, you're still a Pacer. Yep. So Monte Ellis... Uh, well, I can tell you where he was December eleventh, twenty fifteen. Do you guys know where you were? I, I it's almost not. Christmas time, Jack. What was the date? December eleventh, twenty fifteen. Uh, in school, like in in a building, in a school building. I guess in a school building. And that that evening, it would oh. have been if you were out on the west coast. It, uh, which I think you were, it would have been 4 p.m. Yeah, so I, I probably would have been in school. Yeah. Was cool. it right? Yeah, it would have been that you time zone. Right. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It depends the day, I guess. If it was like a Wednesday, yeah, maybe an evening class. I don't know. Where were you? Couldn't tell you. If I had to guess, Christmas party. <laughs> well, I can tell you I was at a Christmas party at Banker's Life Fieldhouse oh. called Pacers versus Heat. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who they played for a second. You know, I mean, I've been to thousands of Pacers games. They all just run together at some point. But uh, surprise, surprise, the Pacers won this one. Oh. 
nice. I think that's two games in a row now that they've won. Yeah, good for them, man. Yeah. Uh, so they won this one 96-83 over the Heat. This is a Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade-led Heat team. Um, but Monte Ellis in this game, probably his best defensive performance as a pacer, had 24 points, four rebounds, six assists, and six steals. Oh, wow. Wow. Also had two turnovers and four fouls. So his whole game was a uh, dividend of 24. I don't I don't know uh, what It's you either mean. a multiple a factor. A factor. Factors okay, of yeah. 24. Oh, all of his numbers went into 24. Yeah. He had oh, a factor 24 game. Oh, did he have 24 points? I missed that. Yeah, he had 24 points, four rebounds, six assists, six steals, two turnovers, four fouls. Okay. You don't see that often. No, I, I also urge you to save these kind of stats for the all dot math podcast that we do. Oh, okay. The yeah. All math pod. Um, but I do appreciate you bringing some math into this I mean, podcast. Clearly we're all really big math guys because we figured out what a factor was so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't follow it from the beginning, but I'm glad you guys figured it out. It, I would say that's your X factor of the day. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay. Also, um, Jan Mahimi had a, 18 and 12 double-double in this game. Wow. One of the top three Pacers centers of the past decade. Man, this Pacers team is Maybe. not very good <laughs> Right? On Didn't paper. we figure that out? Wasn't it Roy Hibbert, Miles Turner, Rian Mahinmi? Yeah, I think we agree that. And then Kyle Quinn. Is. Kyle yeah. Quinn was fourth or something. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But, I mean, we we had consistent centers throughout. You know, it's not like we had a new center every year. That's true, I guess. So, yeah, Jan Mahinmi was our starter for a year or two. And, you know, he's top three, sadly. Right. Anyway. Just don't look at what he does on the Wizards nowadays. <laughs> Thanks for the stat, Austin. Yeah, you're welcome. As always, we appreciate it. Um, glad it wasn't an Austin Crozier one again. I haven't had an Austin Crozier stat in I don't know how long. I mean, it hasn't been that long, right? Podcast-wise, it's probably been like four or five Well, in podcast ago. years, yeah, it's like yesterday. <laughs> but in um, dog years, it was very long ago. <laughs> um, you, you just want to move on and talk Pacers? Uh, yeah, I do want to get to the Pacers. We are recording this on Tuesday the 28th at 6.40 Eastern Time. It is right after the Pacers scrimmage the Spurs, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But real quick, we need to do our bubble moments of the week. Ooh, we can't miss those. Jack, do you have a bubble moment? Uh, I do, but should we get our theme music to play first for bubble moment of the week? Mm. Oh, yeah. let's. Do you have a theme? All right, cue it up. That was many bubbles that popping. Very bubbly. <laughs> yeah. And then um, a child at the end goes, Wow. <laughs> the child sounds a lot like you. Yeah. Are you calling yourself a child? Because I literally just watched you do that. No, I was just like miming it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the sound went into my microphone. Yeah. Uh, not going to lie. Not, not my favorite theme song that you have created. But it wasn't me doing it. Okay. Bozo did the dub. <laughs> So, first of all, I'm going to go ahead and take the obvious one. My bubble moment of the week is um, basketball was played. Oh. And wow. for the Pacers, three times so far. That's true. Which is huge, and it's been a blast. I also loved the uh, Lou Williams story that came out. I think we can call it a saga. <laughs> I think saga. Enough, <laughs> enough happened. It was, it was a saga. Yeah, and we were just talking about this before this podcast. Um, Jeremy just gave me some more information, which is fun, about this whole saga that I missed. But basically, Lou Williams... 
went to a gentleman's club, got some chicken wings, was caught, wasn't supposed to, you know, go to restaurants or like he went for a funeral, left the bubble. Right. And when you leave the bubble, you you still need to act like you're in a bubble because they want you to come back healthy. So now he's going to come back. How many? He's probably going to miss a few games, right? How many games? Probably Uh, two, two or three, maybe. At least two. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah, just put himself in quite the pickle just to get some chicken wings. Hey, Magic City Mondays. Hey, just a couple other points on that. I did see a picture of those chicken wings. They did look amazing, but not worth having to quarantine in a hotel room by yourself for 10 days amazing. Uh, also, shout out to a uh, local rapper for us here, Jack Harlow. He just did a track with Lil Wayne, so he's, he's, on the, he's an up-and-coming guy. But uh, he posted a picture of Lou Williams at that strip club and got him caught. So mm-hmm. way to go. Hey, shout out Jack Harlow, helping the Indiana Pacers advance a little bit potentially. Maybe. You never know. Yeah, you never know yeah, how it'll play out. They have to play in the finals, yeah. Maybe he's know. a big Lakers fan. He wanted to give the Lakers that edge. Yeah, yeah you, you know what? You're making a great point. I don't think this affects the Pacers in any way. You, you're right. <laughs> it could. What if Lou Williams comes into contact with a Pacer and they get sick? That's a good point. Well, well they're in different hotels. I'd be angry. Yeah, but see, everything has an effect. Everything does have an effect. Everything. So he could come in contact with some of the Bucks players, or well, are the Celtics in that same resort? Um, I couldn't tell you where. Yeah, because I know they have three that. resorts. They split them up into three segments. So like they have the top teams. In they one. are allowed oh. to go in between now. Oh, I didn't know that. So they that have the, the top teams, the average teams, and the garbage teams. Yeah, which for some reason they put the Pacers in the average teams. Instead of the garbage. Instead of the top teams. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. Breezy, you have a bubble moment? Bubble moment of the week is when Devin Ebanks dunked on Giannis's brother. Uh, Drew Eubanks. Devin Ebanks has been out of the league for Whatever. A Drew Eubanks. Is he the guy Ebanks. that Bob Huggins kissed? No, that's that's Devin Ebanks. Yeah, this is was, he the West Virginia player that Bob Huggins kissed? Oh, I don't know. I don't know who you're, yeah. Is that the one where he hugged him on the ground? Yeah. Yeah, he like gave him a kiss too. That was one of our first, or that was one of our earlier basketball jokes between us. Probably, it was. right? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. For those who don't know, there was a college basketball game years ago, probably ten or fifteen years ago, and uh, one of West Virginia's players got hurt. Bob Huggins came out on the floor. He kneeled down over him in a really weird way and sort of like half hugged him and like was comforting him, but it just looked very strange. Yeah. So then whenever we were playing pickup, if someone went down, <laughs> we would do that to them to try and make them feel better. I bet that looked weird from the outside. I, I, I've never thought about it that way. Like if some random person was just walking by and they saw Jeremy hugging me if I hurt my ankle. It would look like I was saving your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to us. I don't know about that random guy that's walking by. So uh, technically he didn't dunk on him because it was an offensive foul. So it didn't count. That's true. That's true. I didn't think it should have been a foul, though. Everybody yeah. leads with their forearm. He didn't push off or anything. So. Yeah, Blake Griffin got away with that stuff for years. Yeah. which As he should have. Yeah, it's a, super, a superstar call. Yeah. That's true. But Devin Ebanks had a hook shot in the scrimmage today against the Pacers that I was like, oh, this guy's actually got some tricks. Are you talking about Drew Eubanks again? Oh, whoever it is. <laughs> Drew Eubanks. And then Devin Ebanks. Yeah. Just call him Drew Banks. <laughs> okay. Um. It, I mean, that hook shot did lead the announcer for the Spurs, one of the color commentators. He said, uh, Drew Eubanks looks like Timmy D right there, but more athletic. That's true. You yeah. <laughs> did say that. And 
to be fair, most guys in the league are more athletic than Tim Duncan. <laughs> so he was probably right. Jared Dudley? Yeah. More he's more athletic than Tim Duncan. Especially when Tim Duncan in his last couple of years where he would just kind of nah, shuffle up and down the floor. I'm gonna tell you, there is no point in Jared Dudley's career where he was more athletic than Tim Duncan was Ooh, pretty, in his career. That's harsh. <laughs> there Tim, is on, no uh, Jared moment. Dudley there. That's a rough one. I <laughs> side with Austin on this. I agree. I, I don't I think Jared Dudley's probably the most unathletic player in the NBA. I think current Tim Duncan is probably more athletic than current Jared Dudley. That's fair. That's definitely I would fair. agree with that too. Yeah. No disrespect to Jared Dudley. I like Jared Dudley. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I really like that Suns team that he was on back in uh twenty ten. Twenty ten, yeah. Western Conference Finals. However, you know, Jared Dudley might be less athletic than Tim Duncan, whatever. We don't know how they really compare right now. There is no shot they're as athletic as Drew Eubanks, though. And I think you did bring up a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might be the most athletic player in the NBA. He might. <laughs> I haven't watched the NBA in a long time. And hey. He's the only athletic player I've seen in the past week. <laughs> hey, um, on the real, though, the next game the Spurs and Bucks play, or whenever the Bucks play um, Drew Eubanks or whatever, Giannis is going to murder him. Something's going to happen. He's going to posterize him. So, I mean, Maybe. it's going to be gross. You never know. I'm ex- I'm excited for that moment if it ever does happen. Giannis tries to do that to everyone anyway, though. Yeah. So he wouldn't really have to go out of his way. I mean, he's going to be looking for it, though. All right, we spent a really long time talking about Drew Eubanks. <laughs> and Devin Ebanks. <laughs> Here, here's my bubble moment of the week. And uh, this one comes to you straight from Reddit. The RNBA comes from today. Woo. I thought this was fantastic. So this is from user Angry Centrist, and the title is Taco Tuesdays Have Eaten Into LeBron's Productivity, and I Have the Data to Prove It. <gasps> and this post, please go look it up. It is amazing. <laughs> he goes through year by year, figures out the average variance of LeBron's performances on different days of the week, and discovered that since he started doing Taco Tuesdays in 2018, his uh, average variance on Tuesdays has plummeted. Really? He used to be really good on Tuesdays, and now he's much worse on Tuesdays. Whoa. So it seems to be... Wait, does he look at Wednesday? He looks He looks at every day. At every day. See, so, I would think he would be worse on Wednesday that's what I was thinking too. the taco. His theory is that he has the tacos, and then he goes to the game on Tuesday, and then he just has to go to the bathroom the whole time. So oh. he's not playing well. Because it's that post taco. Oh, so he's saying stomach thing. Wait, he, he eats the tacos before? before. That's the theory. That's the theory. You never know. Or he could be so excited to have, have the tacos, tacos after the game, like the Grizzlies got excited about Christmas. <laughs> True. <laughs> Either way, he does have the data to show that on Tuesdays, since the first Taco Tuesday post that he could find. LeBron has been worse than he used to be. Dude, these Reddit stat studies are amazing. Like the James Harden strip club one. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. Oh, dude, I'm excited Wait, for the next one. Wait, are we getting back on the strip club talk? No, no, no. No, no more strip club. That was no a mistake by Jack. <laughs> he should have known better. I should have known better. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get to some Pacers talk. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, Austin, um, you like clothing? Mm, sometimes. Well, let me tell you about this great clothing brand that we've partnered with. Mm. It starts with an appreciation of sport. The numbers 9450 represent the, do you know? Mm, I don't know, maybe the dimensions of a soccer court? (laughs) 
Uh, maybe, but in this case, it represents the dimensions of an NBA basketball court, 94 feet by 50 feet. But it means much more than the numbers on a blueprint. It's the foundation where we come together and move culture, where we display talent and personality through style of play and fashion. Austin, when you're looking for a girl, do you usually look for talent, personality, or fashion first? I usually want to see if they have eyeballs first. <laughs> and if they don't? That's a non-starter. Okay. Sorry well, to the eyeballless community. <laughs> so, let's get back to this. Uh, 9450 Apparel was created to contribute to the basketball community through lifestyle pieces that tell stories for fans and athletes alike. We at All Pacers Pod love the products that 9450 Apparel offers. Plus, you can't beat the value. Jeremy, I love your 9450s tee right now. Thanks, man. Looks, it looks great as always. Anyway, 9450 Apparel also understands the importance of giving back. For a limited time, you can find their I Miss Basketball t-shirts, and 100% of the profits from that shirt will go to Feeding America, where lives are being changed and hunger is getting defeated. Basketball is more than a sport, and with 9450 Apparel, you can be more than a fan. Take your style up a level by visiting 9450apparel.com. Again, that's 9450apparel.com. Back to the pod. So we got three scrimmages in this past week. It's been so great having live Pacers basketball back. They were at kind of weird times right in the middle of the afternoon, so I'm sure not a lot of people got to watch them. But we watched them all for you so we can keep you updated on everything that's going on. Let's just jump right in with that first one against the Trailblazers. Jack, what were your thoughts on that game? Man, they looked so good against the Trailblazers, who have a lot of hype coming into this restart, especially with Nurkic back they and do. Zach Collins back. Yes. Um, they have Damian Lillard, who's a bona fide superstar. Mm-hmm. But the Pacers looked like the better team throughout. I mean, we kind of got off to a slow start, which was expected, um, especially with Oladipo coming back to full. I mean, we had our, uh, we also had Alizé Johnson and TJ Leaf starting Yeah, that game, too. Well, um, it was Alizé Johnson and Jakar Sampson. I mean, yes. and Yeah, because TJ Leaf came with the second unit. But, yeah, why did I think TJ Leaf started? Why, I'm just, like, inserting him into the it's, starting lineup. It's the second time today you've <laughs> thought that, too, which is very weird. Yeah, this is I've weird. I've already corrected you once. I know, my bad. Anyway, <laughs> we won that game. We, look, we looked overmatched at the beginning, but um, we put it together. Our second unit came in and, man, just dominated. Mm-hmm. Um against Portland's starters who stayed in longer than our starters yeah and then against Portland's second unit so um our second unit of McConnell McDermott and both the holidays I mean TJ Leaf came in but he was I mean he's he was really just like a non-factor on the court and just rebounded that's all we needed him to do and man we looked good throughout that game Oladipo started looking good um Brogdon hit some shots and I mean Warren looked like probably our best player as well so uh I think depth wise we're killing it um, especially that game. And, um, I mean, that didn't really, like, hold true to this game tonight that we just watched against the, against the Spurs, but we're not there yet. That first game was awesome. Yeah, um, I think for TJ Leaf, I, I said last week I was here for some TJ Leaf minutes. He came in and he was just – he's the same TJ Leaf he's always been. I think he needs to be really uh, just more aggressive and he needs to make quicker decisions – because he looks kind of lost out there a lot of the time. And if he does that, I think he'll be better off. But you're right. As long as he gets some rebounds and can provide a few solid minutes without having to really 
be the centerpiece, which he never should be. So I, I think he can continue to contribute. But uh, Miles Turner and Jakar Sampson being the two guys, I think, going forward, because it's looking increasingly likely that Debonis Simonis and Goga Patazzi will likely be out for at least most of the most of our games. Uh, I think Jakar being the second guy off the bench has done a serviceable job. Yeah. But what I think we learned is we were both wrong last week when I said TJ Leaf should be the center and you said Alize Johnson <laughs> should be the center because uh Johnson he he's fine he, he it doesn't work. I don't think it works very well with No, him. and it was pretty clear today in the Spurs game, I think. He couldn't rebound, fell a lot. Yeah. Um and I know we're we're talking about the Trailblazers game, but I like had the real the realization moment today watching him play, thinking, okay, maybe he's not a center. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely not. I did I did sell him short last week. I said he's all of six four. He is six seven. So I, like I said, I I needed to spot him those three inches. Still not going to help him as playing center. As far as we know, he could be six four and listed as six seven. I've never seen him in person. I'm, that well, is, that's a good point. I've never stood next point. to him in person. Uh, we did not shoot well in this game, only 40% from the field. Also, weirdly, 40% from three. So I'm not sure how we managed that, but we did. Uh, it, it was our worst shooting game, I believe, until... Yeah, it was, it was our worst shooting game of the three games, which is weird because I felt like today was a much worse game. But let's move on and talk about the Mavericks game, which was definitely our best game of the three. Definitely, especially with... Um you know, the NBA's hype of Luka Doncic, the expectations that, you know, they're a better team than the Pacers. Even after the game, NBA.com posted um, Luka fills up the stat sheet and the Mavs win, even though the Pacers won. Right. So, uh, you know, the NBA expected the Mavs to win, Pacers won, and we looked good in that. So, Jeremy, what were your thoughts on this game? Well, first of all, hilariously, Kristaps Porzingis, for some reason, didn't go get his uh, daily COVID test, so he was out this game, which hopefully that's a lesson for every NBA player in the bubble. Go get your test. <laughs> what what else do you have to do? You don't have to do anything else. Like, just go to practices, go to your games, and go get your test. I don't love that they have daily tests because I feel like there are probably millions of other people in our country who could be using those tests more than a NBA player who most likely does not have it. I agree so much. But it is what it is. It's the rule. So f- just follow the rules so you don't miss a game like Kristaps did. Anyway, on to the Pacers. Uh, TJ Warren was outstanding this game. He played very well. I was very impressed with him. It was Miles Turner's first game back. He played very well as well. And uh, it looked it looked like a really good team out there that was playing like they've been playing without Sabonis all season when in reality we've had Sabonis in there every game. So being able to overcome that and play as well as they did was very – it made me feel really good about the upcoming games. Yeah, and uh, Warren just can score from anywhere on the court at this point, and if he needs a shot, he can create his own shot. Well, he can especially score just driving straight at the basket and flicking it up there. Yeah. Every I don't think he ever misses that shot. It's amazing. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I feel like he did because I was never sold yeah, on him at the right. beginning. You, you were pretty out on him for a while. And I, I – I hated his random shots where it's like there's no way this is going in. And they right. weren't falling beginning of the season in my defense. No, that's fair. Um, they're falling now, and I'm all in on it. His threes weren't falling this game. He only hit one of five. But, I mean, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Oladipo, though, on the other hand, hit 50% of his threes. And um, that feels really good to see, especially when you hit four threes out of eight in yes. a game. And it's Oladipo. Like, we've been waiting for his shots to fall. 
I've been saying this um, since the the first scrimmage. He can get into his spots and he can shake people and he plays great defense still. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like him old his old self, him old self. <laughs> he looks like his old self, but his shots weren't falling. It was really good to see his shots fall in this one. You may have been saying that since the first scrimmage. I've been saying that against the Bulls game that he came back in. <laughs> oh, did you just take my <laughs> So I'm going to one up you, you there. Took, yeah, he took my take. He Maybe. coming back from that leg injury, you can definitely tell especially with threes how much his shot is off and and I I fully believe that it's something to do with getting that muscle built back up in the in the leg. Huh. So it feels normal again to take that shot. Because when once you've done something a certain way, he's been building up to where he was before he got injured his entire life, and then all of a sudden he's uh, just shot backwards a few years in terms of development. So just getting that, getting the uh, repetition of the shot back, and getting back into that rhythm is going to help him a lot. I agree. Um, after the Spurs game, I mean, he did look a little rough tonight. It's probably going to be like that the rest of this year. Um, but you know, like as soon as he can balance those leg muscles out again. That being said, that's oh. if he chooses to play still. If he chooses to play still. still. Oh, good point. I honestly am just like expecting him to play. So hopefully he there does. Was, there was a bit of news from Nate McMillan after the game that he's going to talk to each of his players individually to see where they're at. That includes guy um, Miles Turner, Oladipo, anybody else who's dealing with some injury stuff. Monte Ellis, <laughs> who's still on the Pacers. He's going to have a very personal conversation with Monte Ellis. Okay, real question, Austin. Yeah. Would you rather have current Monte Ellis or current TJ Leaf? Oh, current Monte Ellis, no what? doubt. I think I'd take... Because I could just watch him type all day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you're out there, YouTube, Monte Ellis typing. <laughs> it's a good laugh. Um, So you'd rather have him on the team so you could watch him type than TJ Leaf? Yeah, also I just feel like he could actually contribute something if he got in the game. Interesting. Jeremy, is your answer the same or... I, I don't know. Neither one. <laughs> There's no way he's just like been sitting on a couch for four years. How do you know? Well, because I talked to Monte Ellis recently, <laughs> and he said I would almost guarantee he's been only been sitting on a he couch. He said, for the "Believe past me, five or six I haven't months. only been on this couch for four years." <laughs> he's also been at a computer desk. He says I've been at a computer desk. I've been in a love seat. I've been in a Tempur-Pedic bed. He's also been in the gym a lot. You'll notice none of those things are a basketball court. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the, the gym, gym implies. <laughs> hey, um, the implication. let me just clear this up. <laughs> let me just clear this up. That is not a source. We are not sourcing anybody. He, uh, we, we have no proof that <laughs> he has been. Are we crowdsourcing? <laughs> um, sorry, let me just... Let me just clear it up for everybody. Do you have a source close to Monte Ellis? I am outsourcing stuff? Monte Ellis. <laughs> I would take TJ Leaf currently over Monte Ellis, but it's a close one. Is that at center or just overall? <laughs> at center, definitely. Overall, probably TJ Leaf. All right, let's go on to today's game, which was against the Spurs. And I think this was probably our shakiest one. Um, there was mo- There were moments in the Blazers game that weren't great, but I feel like overall... This was probably the one where we had our worst moments. I agree. There were there were some highlights. Miles Turner had a really good game, as did TJ McConnell. McConnell looked incredible today. Our He won bubble MVP for the night. He did. And he only played 15 minutes, so that makes it even more impressive what he did out there. But there was, especially in the third quarter, just stretches where we looked 
like kind of lost out there and like we didn't know what what we were doing and it was really different from the first two games where we were pretty put together the entire time yeah definitely um it was tough to watch Oladipo and Malcolm Brogdon not hit their shots um Jakar Sampson looked very sloppy out there um very sloppy Breezy had some thoughts on Jakar Sampson today yeah well let me tell you I am I'm not as keen on watching every game. So this was the first uh, Jakar Sampson game I've ever seen. And uh ever ever let You've, me just tell he's you. He's been in the league for a long time and he's been on the Pacers all year. You've seen him play, you just don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, uh, my brain gets scrambled from time to time. <laughs> uh so he missed what? Two or Two or three dunks today. At least three. Yeah. It was just not not a good look. He got swatted by Devin Ebanks that one oh time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh guy Drew, just had a Drew rough Eubanks, <laughs> please. <laughs> Get right. Drew he, Eubanks. Jakar just had a rough go of it today. I don't know if it's part of it's the layoff or part of it's just wow, we're really missing Sabonis right now. So he had missed a couple dunks in our other games as well. And I think his problem is he goes for the high-energy, really explosive play far too often. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to get that layup. You don't need to try and jump out of the gym and throw it down on somebody. Just get the basket. That's the most important thing. He's an energy guy for a non-playoff team. You said that very energetically. You did. Oh, thanks. I I usually struggle with energy on podcasts. (laughs) I really like his energy. And I just think if he can just calm down and stay in the moment when he's got the ball and driving towards the basket, and just remember, we we just need the points. We don't need something flashy. Just get the points and move on. How would you guys feel if a woman said to you, I really like your energy? I'd feel fine. Yeah, I think that's a compliment. I'd feel energized. Yeah. I mean, if they said, I don't like your energy, like... That'd be weird. Yeah. I'd feel weird if about myself. If you said that to me, yeah. I'd be like, what are you, a sorcerer? Which scares you. Wizards scare you. <laughs> Wizards terrify yeah, me. Yeah, they're very spooky. I was listening to our podcast from last week. Um, you know, just because I'm vain and I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> um, and our wheel segment that we did, uh, Austin, very faintly in most of them, but all of them said spooky. Each category that we did, all six of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. he said, ooh, that could be spooky. <laughs> it could be. And, and some th- of them were. Yeah, and at the very end, I, I think all of this was swept under under the rug when we recorded because we didn't even hear it. We didn't even notice it. But Austin at the very end said that was a very spooky segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I know you're afraid of wizards now. Yeah. Jeremy, actually, I wanted to ask you a question, too. Would you send Miles Turner to the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan? Is Sabonis completely healthy? Can you can I get that guarantee? Um, or as healthy as he's going to be? Yes. Uh, I would say yeah, then. Really? I think I would. Like right today, if you could send Miles Turner to the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan? I think so. Okay, I'll even with it. current circumstances? What circumstances? Like we don't know if Sabonis is coming back. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Uh, I don't. If I didn't have insurances that Sabonis was healthy, I would, I would have to wait to get those. Okay. What about Aaron Holiday for DeJounte Murray straight up? Yes. Uh, done yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, easy. very confident. Okay. Easy one. Easy. He's he's not a defensive liability. I He's just a better player. Okay, interesting. Okay. What about uh, Justin Holiday and Aaron Holiday for Lonnie Walker? 
No. No. Yeah, I don't think I'd take that either. No, that's not a very good one. What about Justin Holiday for Lonnie Walker? That's mm. why would we? I already said no to two players for him. <laughs> why would I do it for just one? No, that's what I'm saying. Would it be better if it was just Justin Holiday for Lonnie Walker? No. Okay. I might. I would have to think about it. What about Aaron Holiday for Lonnie Walker? This is my last yeah. one. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think yes. I think Lonnie's. I think he's a little bit overrated. Yeah. I think he's good, but I don't, I'm not sure how good he is. And he doesn't have his hair anymore. Yeah, it's the worst part. Yeah, like he lost a lot of his superpowers with that one. And honestly, he would be in Brian Bowen's shadow here, <laughs> figuratively and literally. <laughs> hair-wise? If he sat next to him, hair-wise. <laughs> All right, well, now we know. We know Jeremy's thoughts on Aaron Holiday. I like him. I just think DeJounte Murray is a better player. I don't think many people would argue with that. Yeah. So. Inj- injury history. DeJounte Murray has one. True. I don't know. We we probably won't ever have to worry about. All it. right, one <laughs> game to win the title, and then and everything goes back to normal. Would you trade Aaron Holiday for Rudy Gay? Oh, to win the title, I'll take Rudy Gay. Yeah, I feel like he'd hit a big shot. All right. Yeah, I'd you rather guys have heard it first. You got two co-hosts here who think Rudy Gay is better than Aaron Holiday. <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah. I I'm do. on record saying I think Aaron Holiday has confidence problems. So I think in a Title game, that would be even worse for him. Rudy Gay could get right, out there and hit like the shot. <laughs> game three of uh, oh NBA gosh, we're not scrimmage. <laughs> well, Rudy Gay, matters. Rudy Gay was the best player for the Spurs today. So I yeah, mean, that, man, he had a turnaround helps. jumper on somebody at one point in this game. I was like, damn, is that Michael Jordan or is that <laughs> is that Rudy Gay? It was Rudy Gay. Just to answer uh, your question. Oh, hey, can I rewind a bubble moment of the week real quick? A video came out of Michael Jordan in oh, a, I saw this. playing pickup in a park with people, and he said, YouTube Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> he asked him if they still had yeah. YouTube, yeah. which is a funny enough question because it's the internet. Yeah. Everything is always still there. <laughs> and then said, YouTube Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Did they, did they not know who he was? Who knows? I th- well, uh, so I saw this on, on Reddit, and... I wasn't paying attention close enough to the video to notice this, but somebody said Tom Brady was in that game. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I'll so have to rewatch it. I I'll have to rewatch. I can't verify that. We can do our own version of the Rewatchables podcast just about this Michael Jordan 15-second <laughs> That's a pretty clip. good idea. I think we'll have to look into that for next week, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, is Tom Brady a better golfer or basketball player? I'm going to have to say golfer. And that's knowing how not great of a golfer he is. Like he's he's pretty good. He's not bad. I, I just can't sure Im- to say he's bad. I can't imagine he'd be a good basketball. Peyton player. Manning's better. Peyton is better. Surprise. <laughs> not. <laughs> is Peyton a better quarterback than Tom Brady? Yep. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yes. Look at us. We've never agreed on anything collectively. Disagree. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, yeah, any other thoughts on the Spurs game? Because I could probably talk all day about this, but we we probably don't want to waste the air time. No, that's not all. And I just want to say for all three of these games, like I, I'm feeling pretty good about where the Pacers are, but I know that they're scrimmage games. They've had weird minutes, weird lineups in them. So there's not you can't take as much away from them as I personally would like to. But uh, moving forward, I, I do feel very positive about this team. I think we're going to look pretty good in our upcoming games. And we're going to talk about those in just a second. Oh, uh, also, real quick, I do want to add it. We completely skimmed over this. We mentioned it. Oladipo did shoot poorly today. Started one for 12 from the field. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then Jeremy tweeted, uh, Oladipo takeover or something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he hit a couple shots after that, a few. It looked for a minute. We were only we were down at like 10, and it looked for a minute like we were going to get that Oladipo takeover. Yeah. I mean, we cut the game to four at one point. But as Nate McMillan has done in all three of these scrimmages, he stuck to his limits minutes for his guys. No one, He said no one was going to get over 28 today. No one got over 28 today. Yeah, uh, minutes limit, not lemon minutes. <laughs> I said limits minutes. Oh, limits yeah. minutes. I was just really in the zone there. <laughs> lemon mints. Lemon mints. No one, no one was getting over 28 lemon mints today. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so, I'll s- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was say, I'll say a uh, quick uh, nerdy basketball thing here. The Pacers curl sets looked very good today, mm. at least in the, the parts of the game that I was not asleep during. <laughs> I did, uh, during the fourth quarter, fall asleep for a large stretch as the chicken was digesting in my body. Uh, but the curl sets, uh, especially with McDermott and Justin Holiday out there, looked really good. I know. I think it was maybe in the third quarter they uh, ran one where Turner set a off-ball down screen for Oladipo, and then uh, they swung it to him. Turner rolled off of that, and he had a wide-open dunk. Yeah, it was very nice. So the curl sets are a bit chef's kiss right now yeah definitely turner's uh screens have gotten so much better this year that he's been setting mm-hmm. too he maybe he got really chunkier during the uh i think he did the uh what's it called shutdown his um his lower half is it seems larger too i'm not saying he has a big butt i'm not saying that saying he's got kyle lowry butt i'm saying he has like a trist he's getting towards the tristan thompson he did Look. need to get bigger. He was uh, he's always been kind of a twig. So yeah. it's nice to see him bulk up. Yeah. I wonder what Scott Pollard would have to say about current Miles Turner. Probably that he'd beat him one on one. You you could probably uh go back and listen to our interview with Scott Pollard oh, if you dude. haven't. If you haven't, you need to. That was so fun. That and he told fun. us so much stuff too. Um especially about Jermaine O'Neal and Reggie Miller. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. so go listen to that. Um but yeah, Miles Turner's looking bigger. He's getting away with more like bumps on his screens. Um, you don't always see that with guys, but he's a more established player in the league, so refs are kind of letting it go a little bit. Seems like, um, and he's being smart with like whether to roll, um, how long to stay, um, set or how long to set the screen for, and mm-hmm. you know he's just being smart with that. It opens it up for McDermott and Justin Holiday um, to have those rolls and hit those threes. I've said it before. I I wish we could run that play every single uh, <laughs> possession yeah. um, in a game. We obviously can't because people would start figuring it out. But, I mean, when that play's working, McDermott and Holiday are just rolling. So, yeah, I'm liking that. I, good good assessment, Austin. Thanks. <laughs> and just to go off that a little bit, I really love how much more open we look with our starters without having Turner and Sabonis in, which, if you've been listening here, you know we've been pushing for it all season long. To just have one of them in at a time. Sound the small ball bell. Everything is everything is more open. Brogdon talked about this in an interview the other day where now you've got four guys that can initiate the offense at any given time and bring the ball up and get the ball moving. They're sharing the ball better. Once our, once our shots start falling more consistently, we're going to be pretty dangerous. Yeah, and we just completely skimmed over TJ Warren starting at the four. Um, the second game and... We missed the beginning of this game. Do you know if he started at the four? He did. He did, okay, because there was uh, overlap with the streams. But, um, yeah, Warren starting at the four for the first time this whole year. is It's been uh, interesting to see. And having Aaron Holiday start as well with Oladipo and Brogdon 
that's a that's a thing they're gonna have to figure out um, de- defensively, especially mm-hmm. because we had Oladipo playing the three, um, or starting at the three, and I don't know if that could be a problem. But man, if we're playing, you know, a team with a stellar and bigger small forward, that definitely could pose a problem. Well, I said this earlier too. It's they're not lining up traditionally one two three four versus one two three four. It's going to be whoever each individual is going to match up best against. That's who they're going to be taking. So if they think, for for whatever reason, if they think Warren will match up better against a one, they could put Warren on a one. Yeah, that's just that's the they have this option now there because they're so wide open. Yeah, and I mean Brogdon and Oladipo are stellar defenders, mm-hmm. not like above average defenders. They're better than that. They're stellar defenders. Um, definitely gonna have to hide Aaron Holiday on defense in a lot of ways. He's not like as bad as Kyrie or Isaiah Thomas or something like that, but. Um, I mean, we definitely do have the pieces to um, cover him. He can guard the worst guard. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I think we could for sure figure something out. When we start having to face teams that are bigger, like um, like if we ever did have to face Denver or Milwaukee or Philadelphia, like what's that going to look like with this lineup? I don't know. That's why I'm hoping for Sabonis to be back in time. Um, but I am liking the floor being more open. Well, here's what I can tell you. Oh, let's hear it. Even if he comes back now, he's got he's probably got a 10-day quarantine ahead of him. So I'm just probably go ahead and start thinking like we're not going to get him back. It's better for your mental health, Jeremy. <laughs> if you're my, not surprised, Jeremy, don't do this to me, man. Hey, but you're talking about playing against bigger teams. Let's talk about our upcoming schedule here. Ooh, uh, and it's a great transition to playing the new look 76ers, who have been playing Ben Simmons at the four. What do you think that's going to look like, and how are we going to line up with them? Okay, what I will start with is the 76ers. We talked about this last week. Their road home away splits are um, s- staggeringly different. Yes. Um, so th- when the 76ers are at home, they have a great record, like one of the best in the league. When they're away, they are awful. Um, will this Orlando bubble play into that, like them not being in Philly? I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Ben Simmons at the four, though, is interesting because he's not been able to space the floor. He gets to be more of a rim runner, um, pick he and roll. He did hit that corner three the other day, though. He did. He, he no hit hesitation. two, right? He hit two of them or just one? I only saw one, but doesn't mean it couldn't happen twice. He technically does not have a three in the regular season still, though, so no threes on the year. Yeah, and what I will add, too, is um, I if I was guarding Ben Simmons, I still would not respect his three. No. I'm not guarding him still. Yeah. Um, because it's not anything to be afraid of yet. So, um, I don't like our matchup against the Sixers right now. Um, Embiid, obviously, would be the best player on the court. He has already missed one game with soft t- tissue injury. So, easily could happen again. So, a bruise. He, <laughs> well, I mean, I- any any sort of thing. Um, yeah. he's, a, he's a big guy, too. So, that's a big that, deal. That's what Jakar Sampson and Miles Turner, th- those are the types of injuries they were listed with the past uh, couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So he could miss he could miss the game or any other game at any given time, because I think the bubble isn't especially good for him in terms of getting the training in that he needs and like the recovery stuff. Yeah, and he's getting less Chick Fil A too, which could be dangerous for the league. I need to report on how many Shirley Temples he's having a day because I'm sure it's down <laughs> in the bubble. He's a guy who loves a Shirley Temple. Really? Who? Yeah. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Are those alcoholic? No. No. It's oh. just it's like really sugary, just like cherry. What's cherry it called? Uh, water. Yeah, cherry. What what's the word I'm thinking of? You'll get there. Um, I'm thinking serpentine, but 
That's that can't be oh, it. Oh, turpentine. Not turpentine. <laughs> Cherry. What is it called? Lemonade. No, it's like the 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 syrup that they put in. Like oh, grenadine. Grenadine. Oh, I was kind of close with serpentine. I didn't know what you were talking about at first. It's I knew. I just didn't want to be helpful. So uh, Shirley Temple's like Sprite and grenadine, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. I don't blame the guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it could be dangerous for the league. We could see him slim up a little bit. Um, but, I, I mean, he's definitely going to be the best player on the court if he's playing the Pacers. And size-wise, I mean, they have Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris already in their lineup. Um, and our matchups against them right now would be Miles Turner, TJ Warren, Victor Oladipo. Size-wise, that's kind of tough, man. Well, I actually think TJ Warren guarding uh, Simmons is a, a better matchup than what we would have had anyway. And he probably would have moved up to guard him a lot of the time, even if Simmons was playing the one. So yeah. I think it won't hurt us too much. That would be stressful for Sabonis to have to guard Simmons, huh? Yeah, for sure. That'd be, that'd Simmons be could move way much better than Simmons. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what um, what Nate McMillan will do. Like, what there, There's a chance that he starts Jakar Sampson at the four, right, just to match up with Ben Simmons. Maybe. I, I really think <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare, too. Warren, Warren <laughs> has the size to do it. He's yeah, not a small six, guy. Eight, he, yeah. can, he can definitely match up with him. Gosh, man, I hope they do it. Um, but then our guards would be Brogdon and Holiday against Shake Milton and Josh Richardson. Yeah, that's who they're starting, right? So yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's awful. We'll see how it goes. I like Oladipo being guarded by Tobias Harris, um, but he's not a slouch on defense either. Tobias well, I mean, Harris. we'll see. It it all depends. We'll see. Yeah, who like gets who him. the the matchups and stuff. I, for I sure. feel like all three of them can can get around him pretty yeah. easily, though. Yeah, and we'll probably see a lot of Simmons on Oladipo as well, um, unless they really are thinking that T.J. Warren's the best player on our team, which definitely could be the case so true yeah i mean simmons is going to be on the best player for sure i mean he's one of the best defenders in the league this matchup though depth wise i think we have them beat for sure i mean i love our second unit to come in and uh, make some noise and this is a really crucial game too for seeding because we're tied right now in the eastern conference with the 76ers yes. um so these next eight games are going to be important for seeding it's going to help us to, to it's going to help the pacers decide if they're playing the celtics heat or 76ers mm-hmm. um and Dude, I think I've kind of changed my preference right now. I think I want to see the Pacers play the Celtics. That's what I've been saying for a while. Yeah. So I, I'm I think you're on board. I think we could talk ourselves into any of them right now. We'll see how the Sixers game goes. Um, but, I mean, the Celtics might be the matchup for us. They might be. I, and they uh, potentially could end as the three seed, right? They are the three seed now, and I feel like it's most likely they'll end up the three seed. They are a few games ahead of the Heat, and there are even more games ahead of the Pacers. So they are the likely three seed going forward. Yeah. Um, so, I I mean, if the Pacers end as the sixth seed, which is likely, I mean, it just depends how everything shakes out. We don't have a very tough schedule, to be honest. Um, Our schedule is much tougher than the 76ers. It's, okay, it's tougher than the 76ers. We Lakers, Rockets, and Heat twice. The 76ers yeah, the last don't four have games. anything so close we, to that. So let me just say – Oh, well, I don't know. I'll have to look at the 76ers schedule laid out next to this. They're, I feel like they're like the consensus most easy schedule. Really? Yes. Okay, I'll have to check that out. But we are, after this 76ers game, we're playing Wizards, Magic, Suns, all winnable games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, Lakers, he- Heat, um, Rockets, Heat. Yeah. Which is brutal, especially for the last four games of the seeding games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's tough. We're definitely in the playoffs, thankfully. Yeah. 
Um, but we're just going to have to see where we land. If it's against the Celtics as the sixth seed, that's fine. I mean, there's no real home, home court advantage. Right. Same, I mean, there's maybe a slight one, like if you like to hear your stadium sounds. Well, you seem to like to think that there will be a difference for the 76ers, so why isn't there a difference for any other team? The, well, the 76ers are di- – like every team is away. I'm saying if the 76ers play better because the 76er fans are there, then they're in uh, bad shape. Well, if everybody's away, then it, there's no difference. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the question. Like – how is it going to affect them? I have no idea. So, I think you're overthinking it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm posing the question. I want to hear what you guys have to think. I, I'm i just I'm interested to see if they play worse because there's opposing team fans, if it's because um, they play better since they have their fans, or, like, what what is it? Maybe Embiid eats too much Chick-fil-A on road games. I don't know. Which Austin said something about that last week. We had this exact conversation. Yeah, we had this exact conversation. And about <laughs> now we're into it for a second time We're today. really beating – this Jack joke. really likes the idea that the 76ers will be bad in the bubble because they're all away games. <laughs> I'm so, just posing the question. I don't know how the Joel Embiid Chick-fil-A qu- thing comes back into it. He's though. posed the question three times <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> okay, so uh, are we going to beat the 76ers, Jeremy? Yes. Oh, okay. In a playoff series? No, in this first game back. Is Sabonis playing? Probably not. I can't see a world where he is. As as I stated a few minutes ago, even if he came back today, he'll likely miss. That's he'd true. likely miss the game. How many how many uh, days did it take Zion to quarantine? So here here's the quarantine rules: if you get tested daily while you're out of the bubble and they all come back negative, it's a four day quarantine when you return to the bubble. Otherwise, it's a ten day. Or like Lou Williams, if they find you in a questionable situation, then it's a ten day. <laughs> Is Sabonis getting tested every day? Do we know? I do not know. I've not heard. Yeah. So, so basically, he'd have to come back today he would, or yeah, tomorrow. He would have to be back. No, no today. It would, it would to have to be today. today, yeah. And he's not back today. And so. he's not back today. Um. So, yeah, we probably won't have Sabonis, Austin. Uh, then, well, uh, what's the spread? Can I just pick the spread so I don't hurt anybody's feelings? Yeah, you can pick. We'll allow it. <laughs> okay, well, the spread as of now on DraftKings Sportsbook is uh, the Pacers are getting five and a half points, uh, which to you non-gamblers means they uh, the Sixers, 76ers, are favored by five and a half points. Um, so I'll take the Pacers in that. The over-under is 210 and a half. I feel like it'll – first full real game back, I feel like it'll be pretty sloppy – so I just feel like a lot of these early games will be pretty close uh, for all the teams as they try to get their feel back. All right, real quick, um, the only other game that we're going to have before we'll be back recording another podcast is the Wizards game. Breezy, I know this will be a little spooky for <laughs> you, but uh, how do you guys see this one going? I feel like easy win for the for the Pacers on that one. Now, the only concern is Rui Hachimura has been pretty good. Thomas Bryant's been pretty good. Ish Smith is no slouch. He's not. So you agree that a pretty easy one for the Pacers <laughs> thing? Yeah. Uh, if the Pacers lose this, I will punch Austin in the stomach. No. And we'll post it on Instagram. No. <laughs> what if we give you $5? Mm, <laughs> you're tempting me. You know, I don't know if they're going to re-up these uh, unemployment checks. So <laughs> that $5 <laughs> might go a long way. Hey, listen, 
if you don't want me to get punched in the stomach, call Mitch McConnell and oh tell God. them to re-up on the freaking unemployment insurance. Probably um, do that anyways, but definitely so I don't have to get punched in the stomach. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll get I'll get my punching gloves, make it a little easier for you. Oh, that's nice. I mean, my boxing gloves. I don't box. <laughs> Let's I do have some gloves. boxing gloves, actually. <laughs> oh, you do? Cool. Well, we're set. I'll punch Dude, in the boxing stomach. Boxing is lose. the best workout. Yeah, I expect the Pacers to win this, Jeremy. All right. Well, hopefully we'll be back next week with a couple of wins under our belt in the regular season. Real quick before we head out, though, we uh, sent out a challenge to everybody to just uh, interact with our Twitter today during the game, and we have some shout-outs from people who did that? We haven't done shoutouts in a while. We haven't. We should get back to it. Uh, we've all, just been busy. All Pacers Ring of Honor coming back. Yeah, we do need to. Uh, we do need to make the Ring of Honor wall. So I'm thinking we just like knock this whole wall out. We'll put like well, a glass. A we'll, no, we'll put a glass divider <laughs> there, like a trophy case, and then we'll. It'll be like the wall. So we'll we'll have to call a construction crew. We'll we'll you know use some of your money. We'll figure all this out. We'll talk about this off the pod. <laughs> Why don't you just save your $5 that you're going to punch <laughs> me in the stomach for and put it towards that? Yeah, yeah, that'll help a lot. All right, so I've got some shout-outs, and then i got some special shout-outs. So first up, just regular shout-outs. we got at TimB116. Okay, B price stands for Brown. Barney. Barney Barnes. It, his name could be Timb. Oh, Timb. It could be <laughs> abbreviated. Uh, yeah, like, shortened timber. Like Timbaland, but without a land. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's Timbaland with no <laughs> land. <laughs> All right, Tim. Uh, we've got Jacob FR 9997487. Wow. Oh There's a gosh. lot of Jacob so FRs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got SH Production 16. Okay. And we've got Scalata. Okay, there's a nominee. Give me a lot of Scalata. We've got Dad Jeff. Hey, dad shout out Jeff? Hey, shout out Jeff. Well, it's, um, it's technically dad underscore Jeff. Okay. Oh, great. Fits our theme. All underscore yeah. pages. Hey, Jeff, shout out. Um, congrats on being a dad. Yeah, congrats. We, uh, I don't know if you've been a dad for a long time or if it's new. Hey, congrats, man. How do you know he's a dad? It his said name. dad underscore Jeff. That's his name. Oh, I thought you said dad, like D-A-T, like datpiff.com. Oh, no, not, not dad. <laughs> dad. Oh, dad Jeff. Okay. We've got... Chris Frank, 024. Okay, cool. There are 23 Chris Franks before him. We've got at LAL underscore WS. Okay. I, it's a, it's a Los Lakers Los Angeles fan. Lakers. Winshare. Wins? Winshare. Winshare. Win <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a weird thing to dedicate your Twitter to. Uh, he's into Lakers advanced win stats. Shares. He's into Lakers advanced stats. Or Los Angeles Lakers World Series. Oh. And we've got at... C Saba Balog Seven C S E. It's a it's a lot of lot of letters there. Um, I can only picture him or her describing, like telling someone, "Hey, follow me on Twitter." Well, what's your username? It's C Saba Laba <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> That's such a chore. I and hate I, to have hey, that. I want to give an extra special shout Good out. Good God, Chad, just sit here and dump yeah, all over this guy's that's Twitter rude. name. That's pretty mean. I was trying to just move past it. Hey, I don't want to be mean. Just that dude or chick needs to change their username already because it's the worst I've ever These heard. These aren't usernames. These are their tags. Or their tags. 
real quick, a, a really special shout out to both Jacob FR nine 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 seven four eight seven seven and to Scalata for sending me some tweets, interacting, uh, getting asking some questions, getting in on the game today. Had fun talking to you guys, so thank you. Yeah, shout out. Uh, Twitter's been rolling, and we're pumped that you guys are being a part of it. So, I guess the last thing would be Scalata. Is that a Ring of Honor name? Well, we know Jack says no. No, no, no. I said no to the Salaba Laba or whatever. I honestly don't even know what it was. That wasn't oh. a joke or anything. I, I'm i just going to say no to the one. Scalata was different, right? Because yeah, I said Scalata a lot of Scalata. Scalata is different. Um, I'm I'm gonna say well, Austin. What do you say? I say yes. Okay, I say no. I say yes. Scalata? Scalata. I don't Yay! even know what that means. What does that even mean? Scal. Nobody knows what it means, Scalata. but it's provocative. <laughs> Thank Babe, you. Uh, watch the throne reference, and also um, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory reference. So shout out to Scalata. Thank. Welcome to the Ring of Honor. <laughs> We've really got to get some new we jingles in here. We are entering the ring of honor. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those pads where like you press the buttons and it's like it rings a bell or does the the tugboat horn. What kind of pad is it? <laughs> a, track, I a track pad. Like a, a mat. Oh, is it not like a maxi pad? No, no, no. So like, you maximize the sounds on the pad? Yeah, I think that's it. I I think you're right. I'm getting a a vision of the future and it's of people turning off this podcast. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, if it, if you're truly a psychic, uh, Austin, you've been warned. And also, maybe we should close this thing up. Yeah, let's wrap this thing up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Please follow us at all.pacers on Instagram and at all underscore pacers on Twitter. Uh, we've got some more giveaways, and we'll have some more opportunities to get some shout-outs coming up here soon. So stay posted, and we'll see you all next week. Peace out. about team basketball it's all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent